Action Park Media. All right, welcome to Ramble on the uh, official podcast of the unofficial TV show, which is officially wrapped. Like 100% done and wrapped production. Um, editing, which, you know, uh, I, Ted, I don't even think you can even comprehend what's what's going on here because it's so bizarre. Run it by me. I feel like I can do so, it. So... <sighs> Our editor, who is so awesome, John Corn, is he you know, Emmy, Emmy nominated editor? I'm sure he is. He might have even won, but I don't know. I hate when you ask me questions that I should have researched. Oh, but damn it! I find the Emmys like who gives a shit anyway. Even though I'd like Ramble on to win forty <laughs> of them, but um, but John Corn is such a great editor, and I had to get him back for this one scene. But yep. he's on another show, and he's paying his bills and providing for his family. And while we spent, or you spent on this one, because as I've said before, Ted really. Took me out of this thing um, um, for this last scene, which I was fully prepared to write the check for, but not happy. I, I mean, I don't mind. I'll cash it if you, yeah, you want to yeah. give it. I don't even know if I have it anymore after the stock market the last couple of weeks. Wow, that's weird because I don't have any money in the stock market. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're just richer. So anyway, but John Corn is doing another show. So he's doing this at night. So we are so... What's happening? It's, is it warm in here, or is it just me? It's always warm. In God here. almighty. Is there Conley, anything we can do about that? Conley not Thank only you. won't use the air conditioning, but he doesn't have time to step into the Ramble On podcast that's trying to build his entire life and do a commercial for his entire- I, I, But I get, production. I understand why. I mean, he literally is on the other side of the wall behind you, so it would Sitting be a lot doing It would nothing. be a lot for him to walk over and spend yeah. 15 paces to come and, and, and tell us how our it audience. Felt. <laughs> yeah, tell it how it felt. Talk about his scene. thoughts about the scene. That I only spent, I don't know, four weeks obsessed over writing different versions of um, I think honestly, if I look at it I think we easily wrote 80 versions of that yes scene. yes now I you were greatly helpful but I have to take umbrage with the word we wrote because oh, sorry I didn't mean that because we know how quickly in this town people are willing to sycophantically if that's even a word come in and try to take what's yours and we're going to deal with that in the next few episodes because honestly it's now it, it's going to be game on with this this bizarre situation that I'm dealing with probably you're going to have to deal with and Sweet. and I want everyone to take one lesson away from me I'm a very trusting person. I'm a very generous person. I'm also a very angry person when you piss me off. And Ted, who's put in um, close to a million dollars into this show, him and I don't even have a contract. We have look us each other in the face, uh, understanding of each other, and we're going and we're going. And I, I wanted to talk about that because Charlie, I spoke to him yesterday, Charlie Sheen, and uh, he was talking to Martin Sheen about the new scene. And he said, Doug, is a fucking madman. He's Francis Ford Coppola 2.0. He went with a locked picture and opened it up and rewrote an opening and recast it and redid it. And not a lot of people would do that. But what I said to Charlie is, listen, I, I did it with my passion. Ted did it with his checkbook, which is the real, honestly, the real Francis Ford Coppola because a lot of people could have said the show is good enough I'm not putting any more money into this, and there's no reason. I don't. I don't do good enough, by the way. That's well, not. That's not part of my DNA. I love that, and I hope you. And are, you don't either. That's why we're partners. And I hope you 100 <laughs> percent believe because I I just watched it with the whole crew here, yep. and it's not even their verbal responses, the light up in their eyes and the laughter of the first three minutes now of this show. 
that did not have, that was devoid of laughter and, and joy yeah. and context. Um, so it is, you know, we've talked about this before, but I can tell you it is going to have a profound impact on the rest of the entire show. Now, that being said, we also have done considerable editing since that last screening. Um, and the show is, it's just significantly better. But what I was saying about our editor, our genius editor, John Korn, he is in the middle of doing some show right now that me, my personality, I don't care, John. Do we, do we know you. what show he's on? Like, maybe we could just place a couple of calls over and see if we could just get him freed up for and a Get him hours. fired? <laughs> no, just you know, like calling hey, a bomb listen, threat to the editing room. John, he, no, he won't tell you this himself, but he, he really owes a lot to us. And he took this other job with you and it's causing a conflict. You he he just what? needs like three solid hours Can this I tell afternoon. You, I, when I'm self-aware enough to realize why I'm a narcissist is I don't don't care what he's working on right now. <laughs> I only care about getting this finished. And we are on the one foot line. Yeah, and, we're right there. and it's been, as we talked about over the last few weeks, it's been a month, five weeks to get done what, you know, if we just had unlimited resources would have been three days. I don't, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know. There's a, a factor of resources. Like people are busy. Like they they have other obligations. Our, our crew is a working crew. Yeah. And when they're not working for us, they're working for their own stuff. Yeah, so. that's true. But like, if we told, if we, if we said to John Corn when I said unlimited our uh, resources, oh, John, here's yeah, here's a hundred million dollars. <laughs> just sit down and do this and or, blow the rest off. Or if like, cause what I would have done, like, like it's not Heisenberg, whoever, I don't remember. Whoever, uh, who did they take? God, I, oh, they took Jesse. They locked Jesse to a radiator, right? And made yeah, him. Yeah, and made him make meth for Made him make meth. Yeah. So, they locked him in that little warehouse. Yeah, that they so created. I would, and I love John Corn, but right now I would like to lock John Corn into a thing because, and by the way, he has moved at lightning pace. He has. We talked about it last and week. And he's great. He's amazing. We talked about it last week that three and a half page scene. I shot it like it was nine pages because I wanted to make sure there was no disputing that we had every angle that we, we wanted and we have it, but there's just like two little things that I know is going to take John 10 minutes, but what happened last night, um, and, and I'm still dealing with the, the, you know, the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The repairing of my hair follicles after the surgery. So it's hard to sleep. So I've been tired. I went to sleep at 9.30 last night because John is working a full 12-hour day or whatever he does editing. And then he's coming home and working on this. So I, he told me he was starting to work at 9 o'clock. So my guess was around midnight I would get something, but he wouldn't be available to make any changes anyway. So I went to sleep at 9 o'clock because I just need to sleep. At 12 o'clock, I swore to myself I would not look at my phone, but... I did like look. a moron. So at midnight, I looked at my phone, saw that the cut came in, and I watched the cut, which again has taken another leap forward. But I had my notes that if I could sit just for a few minutes, if John. I could lock him to the fucking radiator, we would finish in in it very would definitely quickly. have to be a foot shackle, so his hands were free though. But I didn't sleep all night because what I do is I go through all the dailies in my head as I remember them, and I try to think of what. I'm trying to achieve before I can actually do it, which I would never normally do this. I would sit in the editing room and John would show me a couple of things. And, yeah, and you'd there, go through it. And, and we talk about it and we go, but we're, we're not doing that. So it's very, um, 
it's very reminiscent of my my first short film that I did in my house with an editor that I had a I had a beg to come over at night and Brian's chair. It's weird because we've spent a lot of money, yeah, and we're still treating this like it's you yeah. Know. But the reason is is because we wanted John back. Yeah, so no, we, that we we didn't want to settle for anything else. You, you know, we could have gotten another editor, but anyway, it's I believe by tomorrow. Um, uh, provided John stays healthy, like I like, I just I can't. Every scenario is in my head that could happen. It, but is, it, oh, it's what? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, we still we're we're getting this done this week. No problem. Oh, yeah, we're going yeah. into the into the holiday weekend with a locked, uh, 100%. beautiful pilot about yeah. twenty eight to thirty minutes in length. Yeah, that literally I think will will it's be just a, so much better. So we haven't talked about. Um, no, we have talked about. We were on the set. I don't even know what else to talk about. We now you don't. Well, we, what else are we going to talk about? I mean, it's, it's, we got the show that will be done. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe we talked to Connolly about how his experience was, uh, doing the scene, but he's, he's busy. So, uh, you, you, and get, Charlie's busy today. I know we were, Charlie actually about wanted to come in. by and, and talk about it, but he's, he's not. So, um, what else is going on? So to, to go backtrack a little bit into that story, did Martin and Charlie see the, the new cut or did they Mo- see the script? Charlie, is that what they're basing it off of? Charlie has seen the new cut and, he just there's doorbells ringing. I don't even know what's happening. Is this a house? There's a doorbell ringing. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Charlie, um, Charlie was blown away by the, f- the new first scene. So he saw the new cut. He saw the new cut, and it's why he said you're a madman because he really loved the pilot. But he's like, this is it's a whole different level. It yeah. just is, and um, it, it is. Um, it's, it was the right move. It's going to pay off, and we're going to be out and about right after this holiday, and, and, and we'll see who likes it. But he pitched the scene to Martin, who's actually had some really great thoughts on it, and not just this scene, yeah, but on, 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 other, on other stuff. Yep. So uh, it was exciting. But uh, as you can see now from the cut, Tramel, Larry Joe, I mean, they, 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 they're just – Nope, they're all stars. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about it. So what else can we talk about? Episode two, I'm working on the story document, which is, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's it's hard to motivate right now before this thing is just done and we've locked it in. Well, like, I don't want you to lose your focus on the editing process to make sure not that losing it's great. Focus. I've had so can, much free time. Like, could could and, we, I mean, you know, throw I, me a bone, you I, know? I think all day about it, and, and I know, but... You know, um, we're going to start setting up meetings with people and they're going to want to know, okay, what's episode two, three, four, five, six. And, and I start to grind when, when that happens and it's, you know, it's my process, but, um, do you want to talk about the process that we're about to go through to give people a little bit of exposure to, you know, what's Do we know what the process days? is? Cause, uh, you know, right now, just so everyone knows, cause I get 400 DMS. Can you help me get an agent? Can you help me get a manager? I don't have anything. No manager, no agent, no lawyer. All I have is a really my balls and my word, <laughs> and I don't break up for nobody. I, I we all we have is a really good pilot. So yeah. I really am like I'm 22 again. So I'm gonna go around like when I had the pitch, and I'm gonna go, hey, can you, you take a look this? at this and uh, want to represent <laughs> nah, me? Or but I think I, it'll be a little bit different than that. You but, have a, a a slightly different pedigree than you did when you did the pitch. So I've made some calls, and um, we won't talk about who we're talking to, but people are excited to see this, yes. and they will see it, and then. Uh, you know, 
the games will begin. Like I said, if this was a 90-minute movie of this quality, there would be nothing to talk about. We would have a bidding war. But we are asking people to say, hey, give us a whole bunch more money. Let us go and do a whole bunch more of these things. And you have to provide people with assurances that everything will be good, that everybody will behave, that everybody will deliver. And uh, and that's, that's Well, on I'm my way over here to the studio today, I actually had a chance to catch up with an old friend from Chicago from my old days. And he said, hey, first of all, he, he picked up the phone and just started screaming ramble on. So I was like, oh, you're, you're on top of my Instagram or the podcast or whatever. He's like, yeah, buddy. Like, when's this happening? When can I watch it? And I said, well, for you, you'll get a chance to watch the pilot if you would like. But for the whole season, we have to now go through this process. And his only comment, he kind of cut me off in that. He goes, you've got a Doug Ellen created show. You've got two of the biggest stars from Entourage. You've got Charlie Sheen, who's arguably one of the biggest TV stars and movie stars of all time, and people who have been dying for him to come back and and make his claim again. You've got a whole lineup of cast. He goes, don't sleep on Martin Sheen, by the way. Well, I'm just saying his father. I mean, think about all the talent we've got in this thing. And he goes, the crap that I see, (laughs) he goes, how are you not already filming the next episode? He goes, it's going to be happening. So I feel feel pretty good. Um, Obviously... The humility in all of us, I think you too, I don't know if it's superstition, but we're like, hey, knock on wood, everything goes well. We don't want to count our chickens before they hatch. But I don't have, I'm not superstitious. I just think there's forces that sometimes work in your favor and sometimes they don't. Now there's 150 of us that are all on this team together. Um, So uh, who the forces would be against, I usually think it's me when things go bad. I definitely think uh, it's you. So uh, (laughs) I just, there's absolutely no reason for someone not to pick this up, depending on the price. There is literally no reason. We've we've made it pretty foolproof. So um, we're going to find out, but that's going to be an interesting part of it. And we'll discuss every, every detail about it. But tonight, John Corn will be done with his uh, his work, his real job that pays him, and he'll do his little uh, his little side gig, side hustle, and uh, he'll finish it tonight. So. And you're going to just be home, right? Because I mean, I was pretty excited. We were going to talk about it. I mean, we could have a little conversation about it now. I I, I scored from our our good friend Matt Altman. I got scored some tickets to the prem- advanced premiere of the new Top Gun movie tonight. Mm-hmm. I asked you to come along, and you were like, I I can't do it. You so know what? I, my buddy uh, Rob Stone, which I really want to um, shout out his movie that is coming out on Hulu on Thursday night. His premiere is tonight as well. What movie? Um, it is. Is called, it a movie or is it a show? Uh, it's a film. Um, okay. The Fader team, our incredible director Sabah. Well, let's see. Hopefully, you guys can edit this out, but. Um, a Fader Films production, and I can't see the name for whatever reason. Look at me. It's called Look at Me. It's coming out on Hulu, and it's about this. I, you know what? I don't even want to pitch it. It's about a young rapper who died early. It's a documentary, and oh no way! It's supposed to be amazing. And um, Rob Stone uh, owns the Fader Magazine, which is a very influential hip hop, um, yeah, music magazine, and he's one of my oldest and best friends. Um, so how do I, you know him? I know Rob. Um, I first met him at Albany. I was at Albany for a semester. I met him there, but he's been one of my best friends for, where are we, 30 Wait, years. Al- what's, what's Albany? Oh, the University of Albany. I went for one semester. When? Um, sophomore year, first semester. I transferred from Tulane to go hang out with my high school friends. That's how entourage I am. I was like, my best friends. I was in New Orleans at Tulane, one of the greatest places in the world. I'm like, my best friends are all in Albany in the snow. So you I were leaving them. New Orleans for Albany. Oh, yeah. Everyone thought I was crazy. Nuts. Nuts. And I ended up living... 
at the Thruway House. This is not a joke. This was a motel across the street from campus. In Albany, New York, when you're across the street from campus, which is across the Thruway, that's why it's called the Thruway House. When it snows, I mean, first of all, even when it doesn't snow, you could die trying to cross this thing. <laughs> but when it does snow, you're locked in there. I had a separate meal plan. I would eat at a motel called the Thruway House, with traveling salesmen. I was in a motel room with like a, a phone with a little orange light, which young people probably don't even know what that is anymore. But It'll let you know that the messages that were there. That there's messages, which I had no messages because I didn't know anybody yeah. and nobody talked to me. And all of them were across campus, so I might as well have been in New Orleans. But my parents, who worked their entire lives to give me the opportunity to go to a place like Tulane, I told them I wanted to transfer to State University of Albany, and and I think my mother cried, <laughs> and uh, I went, and they came to visit. Was that like a la- last minute decision? I mean, why can't you get into the either the dorms or an apartment with your friends? I mean, that was the whole purpose of going. Instead, I mean, you're staying at like it was the, a la- the, the it was hol- a late thing. Um, nobody understood why I wanted to transfer from Tulane. Um, I was clearly a, a crazy person, and I got there. And day one, I day one I knew I made a mistake, and I love these are still my best friends, you know. Um, but I was like, okay, I've I've got to grow up. There's like there's new there's new roads to pave, and yeah, uh, you can't hang behind. So yeah, you can be with so your friends. my parents came to visit me probably three months in, and they're like, so how is it? And they, I think they were relatively happy because they were saving a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and I said, if I don't get back to New Orleans, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, uh, it's not that much has changed. Were in they, my life, were they relieved? Were they upset? Were they like, God, you're such a pain in our ass. Like well, what listen, was the, I think my parents know and it's 2022 now. So people, you know, I've dealt with depression, anxiety my entire life. So back then, um, I think, you know, people kind of dealt with kids like, oh God, what do we got on our hands? You know, now they, they feel bad for you. You know, they give you bail reform if you get yeah, arrested. There's a diagnosis. You know, you're allowed, you feel bad for me if I shoot up uh, it wasn't anybody. Just, this kid's a pain in the ass. Now it's like, oh, there's mental illness happening. But, but I think my parents uh, knew that they worked their whole lives to give me an opportunity to go to a place like Tulane. And, uh, and they were happy that you would come to that realization. They were happy that I would come to that realization. Now, my grades were so bad at Albany, I didn't even know if Tulane was going <laughs> to let me back in. Um, but I did get back in and fortunately had... Wait, so you only went for one semester? One semester. So you had already made the transfer back to Tulane. Oh, yeah. How big of a pain in the ass is that? Because now everybody's already living their life. You're coming in second semester. You might as well have been an alien. When I came back to Tulane? Yeah. Oh, I was a conquering hero. I mean, it was... Uh, <laughs> I got welcomed back very well, and I had a sad goodbye with my best friends from high school, who I will be at dinner with in New York at Emilio's Bellato, one of my favorite this places on East Houston Street on Saturday night, so I'm excited about that. But uh, I, I was welcomed back very well, and Andrew Klein, who I, I created a character that Gary Cole played yep. on Entourage, which we got to get Gary Cole, because he said he'll be on this podcast, but we someone's got to call. So, But uh, we just don't have bookers or anything like that. Or, well, can you just reach out to him like he was on I, your show? I can. I just, you know, yeah, it just, a- I feel like... I don't know. I feel like somebody should. should. Listen, this is a bootstrapped, authentic, organic effort. It is. It's with this podcast. It's with the show that is either about the podcast or the podcast is about the show. Certainly Listen, embrace, about, embrace certainly where we about are. bolstering Action Park Media into a giant yeah, commercial. I mean, so. this is like embrace where we are because there's so many people who get to where we've gotten to in life. Yeah. And one of the things that you lose through that process typically is the hunger you and the excitement. You don't get the new – like when you're close to – I'm not 50. You are already, well, past 50. But, <laughs> but when you get there – Capturing the things and the feelings and the thought process and the mindset of when you were 18 or 20 or 22, 
I can tell you, I've never felt younger or better because of this process. So well, I'll tell let's you, embrace it. Make the fucking it, phone call. It's a shame that you weren't here for the victory episode, which I, I'm assuming everyone who listens to this podcast listens to victory. But David Nutter was on the podcast mm. uh, today. I don't know if they'll air the same day or not, but David has Parkinson's. David's wife died of um, pancreatic cancer. Oh, no. And David, um, who is one of the most successful television directors in yeah. the history of this business, said when he's on set, he feels no pain. He has no anything. And the thing for me, while why this last eight weeks has been so difficult for me is because I forgot and Again, I want to be very clear to the writers out there. It's not the writing process that I forgot how much I love it because I don't. What I do love is when I've figured out the script for the most part because we know we had to figure out some things on set, yeah. um, which I wanted Connolly to really dissect into because we really did have some some good moments um, to figure something out that, that was problematic. But um, when I'm on set, I'm in a very happy place, similar to what I'm doing the podcast, by the way. But the last eight, ten weeks – has been so much waiting around and not having any control. And one of the most, one of the greatest things in life that you can create for yourself is control and freedom and the ability to do what you want to do. And yeah. one of the reasons I haven't worked more is because I don't like to work in some of the situations that you're forced to be in. At the same time, I understand some of that is fear and anxiety. And when I saw someone like David Nutter, who's, you know, I explained this on the Victory Podcast, but when you direct a pilot and it goes, you get money for that show for every single episode that airs. So David Nutter has directed 20 pilots that have gone. So every episode of those shows, if they go 100 episodes, 300 Even if episodes, he's not involved. Even if he never watches it again in he his gets, life. He gets a paycheck. So he has un unlimited funds. And I said to him, why do you want to go walk off uh, your own pilot and go do an episode of Entourage. And the passion, Connolly and I, we both felt it, the passion and love that he has to be on that set and doing that um, is what motivates him and what keeps him young. Now, it's different for me. I personally like to be doing the things that I've written or were at least had a hand in creating. I'm not... It's not that I, I it's not because I'm a control freak. I just don't think I have as much to bring to other people's words as I do to my own. And those are the things that I love when I get in that position, which I've been fortunate and it hasn't been that often. But everything I've done, even Fat Beach, hated or not, I was brought on. Um, a script already existed, but the, the guy just said, do what you want. You're in control. Same thing happened on Kissing a Fool. Same thing happened pretty much on Entourage. And I don't mean that I didn't have many other voices that were great. Yeah, but at course. the end of the day, I was able to do what I want. And that's that's a really freeing thing. But at the same time, I haven't really been on a set or in an editing room in years and years. And there was nothing about it that made me feel like, wow, I forgot how to do this. It actually felt like a place I should be all the time. Yeah. Um, so the last 10 weeks have been, they, honestly, they've been very, very depressing for me because we were on such a momentous swing before we, we before I, <laughs> let's be honest, before I decided we have a problem that nobody else is diagnosing. And again, I We'll shout him out. Tyler Mitchell just cleared it up for me in five seconds. And I know that we have uh, 
we have overcome that problem now. So I just want to get, I want to get rolling and I, I don't want to get rolling into the writing process. I want to no, get no. past but, that and but, back on. But, set. To, but to clarify, I mean, the depressing part for you is you want to be back at this. Like yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. like not being able to just go straight in. Yeah. So it feels yeah. like you've been practicing and the season gets delayed. Yeah. And what, what I wish more than anything is that we had the next hundred scripts and we were just going to go do this just over the next four years. The writing process, again, I unfortunately, I don't believe my life is going to ever be, uh, oh, I can't wait to go get in the writer's room tomorrow and do it. But unfortunately, the way my brain operates, I have to initiate it to get it going. It just is yeah. uh, the way it is. Um, but I hope we're lucky enough that I get to do that. We get to be back on set. And and again, this group that we had from top to bottom, except the one person who I'll never, they're, they're not, ever. They're not involved anymore, so yeah, don't I know. worry about I that. Just, it's, it's, that's also been just so upsetting to me when you, when you see a, a, a friendship after you invite someone into your world and, um, and watch them basically spit in your face. It's just, you know, it's upsetting. So I don't need to give details, but I'm familiar with the aspect of, uh, of friends, that, uh, people who, yeah, well, it's know. important. And we will get into this at a, at a later time, but it's important. You know what, when you get into business, uh, this show was really made with friendship and yeah. nobody signed contracts, nobody. So doorbells are ringing. I don't know what's happening, but everybody worked on faith and good faith. And Gary Goldman is here today yeah. working again. Gary brought David Nutter, who he's worked with a hundred times. Yeah. And we just sat, watched the scene and all of us discussed it and came up with thoughts. And we actually came up with another idea for the, the, the later in the cut that we all agreed. Yeah. If we did that, it will be even better. So that group effort and that teamwork is what made Entourage work and, and what David Nutter really said is, you know, what, why did he want to do Entourage? I was like, you're doing Game of Thrones, you're doing Homeland, you're doing um, uh, Miami Vice, all yeah. these things. And he goes, you know what? That was the brotherhood of that show where friendship was more important than anything else. And that's been my whole life. And that's why I have the same best friends for 30, four, sorry, 50 years now. So to have someone in this town who I've been friends with for 30 years, basically uh, not only dissolve a relationship over a fucking text, but actually come after me. It's uh, both uh, upsetting and infuriating. So, yeah. And it's, it's disappointing, right? When you see certain aspects of people that you really put your faith in and yeah. So, but, but I guess what I left out is make sure when you're making your project, just unfortunately, and Ted and I don't have any problems. So maybe next year we'll be on this podcast uh, talking about how we both lawyered up. But make sure <laughs> you mean against each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Make well, it sure, might make for good content. So let's make consider it. sure when you're making a film, when you're writing a script. I always say this to young people: treat everything like a serious job. I treated this like a fun project. And by the way. It made it that, and it was so great. Yeah, and, and if there's somebody who tries to take advantage of that situation, honestly, it's like I, I put those people in the back row. Like, who cares? Well, I hope so. So we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with it. So, yeah. but I but I just said would say get everything on paper, video even. It's almost like that. Yeah, that, take take take. You know, definitely take your time. Like you want to you every everything should have a sense of urgency, but don't be so urgent that you don't handle the things that need to be. And handled. by the way, my lawyer said 
you should have something in writing. Like, I don't need something in writing. I'm, I'm all good. So I'm a moron. And, and you know what? Take personal responsibility. So I'm upset with myself that I allowed anything to come into this project. That, that caused would, any, that, yeah. any uncertainty. Yeah. So anyway, confusion. I apologize to you for that. But, nah, we'll, think, it'll be but fine. we'll figure it out. But everybody else, just, you know, get your ducks in order when you're making a project. Because you never know when you're doing anything in business. You never know what's going to happen. And whether the, you know, Sorkin's uh, Facebook movie, whether it's accurate or not. I mean, it's a brilliant movie. But you see what happened uh, in, in that movie and how apparently people can just come in and, and swoop in on your own stuff. So, yeah. um, all right. What, what else? What else? I just, well, I'd, I'd like, I definitely like to take a positive turn and, and talk about all the great people who have been involved. Yeah. Even, even we're not going to give the names of who the introduction was, but I had dinner, uh, last, last weekend with my buddy, Paul Davidson, who's a great guy. He, um, I forgot the name of the of the company's at, but he's, he runs a big graphic novel group that that licenses and and produces a lot of stuff. I was telling him about the pilot. He was asking about Ramble On. He was saying, "Hey, how's it going? Are you ready?" Blah blah blah. And I told him sort of, "Hey, you know, the people on my and Doug list who we would really love to be talking to is such and such." And he said, "I'm really great friends with the founder." Yeah, you're talking about a pr- big big television production. Very company. big television. One of the biggest television production st- studios in the in the business. And he said, "Oh." I'll, I'll send an email right now. I'm like, no, no, no let, let's just take our time. And, but he made the introduction for us. They hopped right on the phone. And you know what was awesome about that? Because I, I, I'm telling you, like you said, your friend from Chicago talks about my pedigree and this and that. I can tell you, you know, there's been a couple of calls with people and it's like, uh, hey, they'd love to have a meeting. How's uh, five weeks from now? And it's not just, you know whatever, my brain just goes, go fuck yourself. Okay. If you can't get on the phone with me five weeks from now. And, and you know, it's not a good attitude to have. And you know, when we had John McGinley on the podcast, you saw a guy who's such an incredibly successful actor. He'll take every job as if it's his first and take it that seriously and not get into the personal of it, which is important to do. But at the same time, you know, like your friend from Chicago said, we have such an incredible sounding project. You would think everybody would at least be like, let me get on the phone. But what was amazing about what happened with your friends making that connection, we were on a Zoom within 20 minutes with the top guy at that company. Yeah, it was lightning fast. Uh, you know, I hate to say it's not what you know, it's who you know, but your friends can help. There have been so many people who've been instrumental in that. All the people were coming by. Um, yeah, but also I want to say it wasn't, your friend obviously made the introduction, but what what he said was the second I read that press release, which the entire purpose of that press release was just to get buyers' interest, not to you know work up people's ego, yeah, which is course. what caused the whole problem that I yeah. dis- discussed a little bit earlier. But he said the second he saw that press release, he said, "Why are we not involved in that?" No, he's got to see the show. He's got to like it. We've got to find monetary numbers that make sense for everybody. Yep. They got to hear a, a, a process going forward that makes them happy. But I, I felt it, it, you know, it really moved me into the weekend to do our shoot and make me feel real positive and excited. And yeah. I'm even more so now. So that's the only reason I want to change John Corn to a radiator tonight, because I know <laughs> he can be done tonight. I know it. And um, I just, it's hard for me to sleep. It really is. And I'm leaving for New York. My daughter's graduating from high school and yeah. I'm leaving uh, Friday. So I, I just need this. When, when's the graduation? Saturday morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But we're going to have it all locked up this week. I think so. And next week, the, the group we talked to already that are very excited said- This well, is Jeremy Alter, our producer. Should I take it in oh, real time? Oh, coming in live. Let's see. 
Uh-oh. Jeremy, we're in the middle of a podcast. Anything exciting happening? No, no. I just uh, <laughs> going to meet with John Landis. Do you want me to ask him if he wants to watch the cut of the pilot? I would ra- I mean, I'm I would I would be fine with him watching the cut. I would rather you ask him if he can do the podcast. John Landis, that's if anyone the, That was the second. Yeah, that's the, the second more that's the more important thing. Anyone who can hear this John Landis is one of the great comedy directors of all great. time. Um, Animal House, Blues Brothers, Coming to America, yeah. uh, f- uh, Trading Places and Trading places. And many other things. But anyway, um, we're in the middle of the podcast. But, yes, if you can get John Landis on the Randall Ramblon podcast, that would be great. I'll call you back. Thanks, bud. So, um, yeah, that would that would be awesome. And John <laughs> that Landis. That would be awesome. I would love to For talk our audience, would be awesome. John too. Landis actually met. He, we met with him on doing the Entourage pilot as a director. So, Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was the – I wonder if he re- even remembers that. But um, he's also very good friends with Jake Steinfeld. He is. Uh, Body by Body Jake. Body by who, Jake. Who did the show before we became Ramble On. So um, tonight you're going to the Maverick premiere. Is it called Maverick? I think it's called Top Gun Maverick. So I'm a little bummed because I would like I'm to very see bummed. that. And by the way, it's in the theater with the 4D floating seats. So you're literally tilting and moving with the planes. Oh, and, oh really? come on. Right, well, anyway, I, I don't <laughs> even know if I responded, but I was supposed to go to Rob Stone's thing. But yeah. uh, Sarah Sanderson, my girlfriend, has booked a very big movie in New York in 10 days. Um Good role in a very, very prestigious movie, which very. I not. I'm serious. Without being, it's, thr- it's th- no, it's 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 really thrilling. Yeah. So and it's like watching your friend being called up to the majors, and and she can't get COVID, so I'm yeah, not. You can't take a risk. I'm not going anywhere, you know, extra, and I'm bummed because Rob flew in for his his movie that's going to be on Hulu Thursday night. Did I say the title? I think it was called Tears You, but anyway, it's supposed to be great. So I'm excited for that, but I'm not going to go to any movies. I'm not going to go anywhere except for to the room that John Corn is chained up in. <laughs> Get him to work. Anyway, I hope I hear from him soon. What else is there to talk about? I think uh, at the moment, I guess uh, this is a perfectly good cap for the episode. We do have lots to talk about, but I, I want to spread things out as well. So. All right. So we'll be back. I'll be back from New York on Tuesday, and I hope we're not we're no longer talking about this. The only more changes that would happen on this is if someone picks it up and has some thing some that crazy they want note to change. that they want changed. Yeah, crazy or not crazy. Maybe someone has some genius note. Who knows? But anyway, we'll be back. Please spread the word. We're trying to really like get the word out about this show and the podcast helps. So whatever you can, and uh, hopefully we'll give you some more good stuff. Ramble on. Ramble on. Ramble on.